Metamodern Era by Sri Mataji Nirmala Devi. Read by Sukanil. Chapter 11 The Subtle System. In the triangular bone called sacrum, there is a residual power of pure desire. This bone was known to the ancient Greeks and Romans who called it sacrum. This means that they knew that it was a sacred bone. This power is termed as kundalini in the Sanskrit language. At this time, I would like to say very humbly that one should not discard this knowledge as useless because it is coming from a developing country in the Western terminology like India. The Western culture has now advanced greatly as far as outward scientific life is concerned. Western civilization is like a very big tree which has outgrown its own size but one has to find the roots. If the roots are in India or any other country, why do we not accept the knowledge of the roots? A tree cannot exist without roots, and roots have no meaning unless they nourish the trees. This power of pure desire is coiled in three and a half coils. Coil, in Sanskrit, is called kundal, and because it is a female energy, it is called kundalini. Sitting in this triangular bone like a primule, this kundalini is the one which awakens and passes through the six centers, chakras, which are our energy centers in the spinal cord, and pierces through the fontanelle bone area. One has to accept the truth, which is absolute, which is that we are not this body, this mind, these emotions, this intelligence or ego and conditionings. We are beyond all that, we are the spirit. At this point, I must confess that this knowledge is open to all through Sahaja Yoga. Still many are using it at a mental level because they read books written by saints who were not realized saints. They are completely lost in the web of words, Shabdajalam. They do all kinds of rituals, fasting, japas, and tapas, acts of penance. They leave their families and society and try to be celibate, which is an unnatural existence. Also, almost all of them are money-oriented people. They have organizations where all falsehood is taught. Someone also started a Saj Yoga Center to launder money to Switzerland in my name. But what is the minimum proof required to judge what you get without paying for it? Firstly, you must get the experience or actualization of self-realization. The cool breeze of the Holy Ghost must be felt on the fingertips. One must get cured mentally and physically. One must get the power to give realization to others. One must know what is wrong with one's own chakras and those of others and be able to correct them. The problems from false gurus must be solved. Financial conditions must improve tremendously. One should feel complete peace within and without. The marriages in Sahaja Yoga are 95% very successful and the children are born realized great saints. There is another truth which has to be accepted, that there is a subtle power of divine love which does all the living work. The living process can be explained after self-realization. The awakening of the Kundalini takes place spontaneously and she pierces through the fontanelle bone area. 
the spirit which is reflected in our heart gets enlightened and makes our attention enlightened, and we see the light of the spirit spreading in our attention. It happens simultaneously that a cool breeze is felt on the fingertips, and the same cool breeze is felt out of the fontanelle bone area. This cool breeze is called by various names. We need not argue about names. In modern times, it is extremely difficult to convince people that there is a way by which one can achieve peace within ourselves. The modern mind is so complicated and has reached the conclusion that only through rationality can it solve the problems of modern times. This complication in the brain and the conviction do not allow any idea of absolute truth to penetrate into the minds of the scholars, intellectuals and scientists of this era. They do not want to talk about anything which has no controversy to argue about or discuss in seminars or international conferences. It is not acceptable to people who are living and enjoying the play of controversies. For example, when I first went to Paris and was to address people about the joy within, everybody warned me that I look very joyous and happy and that this kind of face and attitude would not be acceptable to the great intellectuals of France. They would conclude that I am ignorant and therefore joyous and if I understand what life is, I should be the most miserable person. I just couldn't understand how they have taken such a new image themselves that French are the most miserable people. Actually, French think they are very exclusive. Their bathroom culture is the highest. By their rotten value system, they have made themselves and others extremely miserable by making them alcoholic. When I started my lecture, I addressed the audience Les Miserables. Addressing the French as Les Miserables, I thought would be the most appealing way of approaching them. They became very alert to hear what I was going to say. I told them that in Paris, at every tenth lamppost, you find drunken people sitting and thinking about the end of the world, the ultimate that has to happen. If you have a pub at every tenth pole, a prostitute standing just after two or three poles, what else is going to happen to people who, under the guise of saying they are miserable, are having drinks as soon as the sun goes down, and some of them even when the sun starts rising? Once we were travelling from London to Paris via the hovercraft, and we started our journey from Calais. At Lille we found the houses were all closed at about 7.30 in the evening. We had lost our way, so we knocked at the door of every house which had lights on, and we found a drunk man coming out of it, or a lady who was completely drunk at the front door to answer our call. They were so drunk that we couldn't ask them anything, but we just thought it would be better to go to some pub to find our way out. But even they could not tell us where to find the village pub. It was a very difficult task to talk to anyone after nine o'clock in that place, which was supposed to be a very fashionable part of France. On the other side, intellectuals, the elite, are indulging in another kind of drunkenness. They are so conditioned that it is impossible to even mention the name of divinity to them. As far as the men in the West are concerned, they are busy with their gambling, drinking and womanizing. Women are busy trying to look pretty at the age of seventy years to attract men, as any prostitute has to do for her living.
In such a society in which nothing is respected, where is the chance for a person to talk about divinity? Still, one must say that in all these Western countries, as a result of this ugly culture, a kind of confusion is created, and a revolt against this culture started, but that was even worse. The young people took to all kinds of destructive methods. At long last, after many were destroyed, they jumped straight from religions to horrible cults and fake gurus who were power-oriented or money-oriented. These seekers of peace became absolutely bankrupt financially and mentally. They were all mesmerized. Those young people who survived were very disturbed, and they wanted all the time some sort of a sensational game to play to shock their minds, which were full of conditionings and thoughts, as if they were trying to escape from reality and wanted to enter into the illusion of an artificial life. In a way, It is described that these are the worst times, Kali Yuga, when people are in illusion and in confusion, Pranti. This illusion is very taxing and does not allow people to relax. Thus the seeking of truth has definitely started, and despite all these superficial hurdles, divinity entered into all these countries in a very big way because the people are all genuinely tortured and harassed by themselves, they are not satisfied with their own circumstances and are trying to seek the betterment of their lives. There are seekers all over the world. What they are seeking is the peace of their own mind. It is good news for such people that a unique discovery has been found out by which one can achieve the peace within. One has to go beyond the mind. This was very old knowledge in the East, especially in India, and there were seers in the West who also knew about this knowledge by which one can achieve the state of self-realization. William Blake in England, Molière in France, de Maupassant in France, and many other poets like C.S. Lewis and certain persons in America have been endowed with this future vision of divine life entering into human beings. One may not believe or may believe, but the fact is that, in human awareness, what we have reached is a stage where we do not know about the absolute truth. This is the reason why there are so many types of philosophies and ideologies, and people want to have different types of religions which are exclusive, and they fight with each other and finish the fundamentals of religion. Now, whatever I have to say need not at all be accepted blindfolded. We have had enough troubles with blind faith. But if one has an open mind like a scientist, one will look at it like a hypothesis. But once it is proved, one has to accept that there is a subtle system in our body for our last breakthrough in our evolution. Firstly, one has to know that our Creator is the greatest organizer. In the human body, there are three types of nervous systems. The first one is the central nervous system. The second one is the sympathetic nervous system, which has a left and a right side. And the third one is the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is for emergencies. For example, if one sees a tiger in the forest, one starts running fast. 
At this emergency, the heartbeat increases tremendously. This is done by the sympathetic nervous system. But it goes back to normal by the working of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is in the middle of these two left and right sides. In medical science, I don't know if they have reached the conclusion or not, that the left and right sides of the sympathetic nervous system act in opposite directions, as they are complementary. For example, the left sympathetic nervous system is nourished by a subtle channel called the Ida Nadi, or the moon channel, and the right side by a channel which is called Pingala Nadi, or the sun channel. The Ida Nadi gives the human being an emotional side. In one's subconscious, the past is recorded by this Ida channel. The subconscious is the past, today's past, then there is the past of yesterday, the past of this life, past of the last lives, and ultimately the past which was the one which came from all that was created since the beginning of creation, the collective subconscious. All these areas are placed vertically, one after another, and not horizontally. For our ascent, one does not have to pass all these subconscious areas, as many psychologists have claimed. The right side channel, the Pingala Nadi, works for the physical and the mental, intellectual work of human beings. In the centre is the parasympathetic, which is formed by the loops from both left and right sympathetic nervous systems. So whenever the sympathetic nervous system is exhausted because of emergencies, the parasympathetic relaxes and nourishes these two channels and ultimately helps the sympathetic systems. Wherever these loops meet, the energy centres thus formed are known as chakras. These loops correspond to genes, which are also affected by the day-to-day -day activities of our left and right sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic is nourished by another channel, called the Sushumna Nadi, the channel of ascent. Whatever we have achieved in our evolution is recorded and is established in this central nervous system. For example, human beings are higher and have more sensitivities than animals have in certain areas. If you want a dog or a horse to go through a dirty lane, it won't object, but a human being cannot go through that. So human beings have developed a sensitivity to dirt, filth and bad smell, while the animals do not have that. Human beings are much more sensitive to many things which animals are not. All this sensitivity is expressed through the central nervous system. All that we have achieved in our evolutionary process is expressed in our being through the central nervous system. There is one more residual energy which is coiled up and remains potential in the triangular bone called the sacrum. Residual energy means that it is the basic original energy which has not gone into division. When the divine energy falls on the brain of the fully developed fetus, then, in the prism-like brain, it falls into three categories. It happens due to refraction. The energy that falls on the sides of the brain cross over to form the sympathetic nervous system. But when the divine energy falls on the summit of the brain, which is like a prism, the original energy without any refraction passes through and coils down in the sacrum bone as kundalini. Perhaps the Greeks knew that it was a sacred bone. 
this original complete energy is coiled into three and a half coils when it is in a resting potential state. The subtle system we have within ourselves is built in. During the process of our evolution, we developed seven main energy centers on the spinal cord and also in the brain. When this fourth energy channel, which is called the Kundalini in Sanskrit, is awakened like a primule in a seed, it passes through six centers and ultimately pierces the sixth center in the fontanelle bone area, which is called Brahmarandra, and connects human awareness to the all-pervading power of divine love. Thus one develops the fourth dimensional awareness. This is how the Kundalini achieves this yoga. When the Kundalini rises, she changes the database of the genes and a transformation in the personality takes place. The six centers, chakras are cleansed, nourished and enlightened. This is reflected in the genes, which are three each on the two sides of the loop. One has to know what is the ultimate goal of one's life. The ultimate goal of our evolution is to become the spirit, which is the reflection of God Almighty in our heart. That is self-identity and also self-knowledge. Also one becomes one with the all-pervading divine power of love. Our awareness is enlightened by the Spirit, and divine vibrations start flowing through our central nervous system, enlightening our being. We also feel the cool breeze of the Holy Ghost, which is the all-pervading power of divine love coming out of our fontanelle bone area, as well as flowing through our fingertips and our hands. The seeker becomes thoughtless, and thus calm and peaceful. Automatically, the seeker starts behaving in a very holy and righteous manner. All bad habits which are destructive drop out. The innocence and compassion overwhelms the nature of the seeker. All perverted sex styles normalize, and even the eyes and attention become devoid of lust and greed. The seeker now knows the absolute truth on his fingertips. The eyes shine as a glint of flame brightens them. Time loses its grip over the personality and aging stops. Action becomes inaction, so that even when the realized soul acts, the action through the ego disappears. The conditioning of the past, due to the birth surroundings which were binding, completely drop out, and a new holy culture is expressed in the individual. The collective life of Sajyogis becomes the theme of very beautiful enjoyment. The Sajyogis get powers of giving realization to many. That is how Sajyoga has spread to over 100 countries. This is the proof that something has happened to the people who have got this awakening within them. This awakening is long awaited by the seekers of truth as the last breakthrough of our evolution. But this you cannot command, you cannot pay, you cannot disrespect. Some people who are not seekers, but are very arrogant or maybe stupid, demand self-realization. For such people to have self-realization I found it is very difficult, whatever one may try, and it doesn't work for days together with such complicated, difficult people. The second type are the cruel people like Hitler, 
or the people have been possessed by cruel, sadistic ideas, it is difficult for all such people to get their self-realization. But I was amazed that in this world there are so many people who are ardent, pure seekers born in these modern times, Gore Kali Yuga. They may be having some human failings, but this Kundalini surpasses all these hurdles and gives a second birth to these people. Actually, Kundalini is everybody's individual mother. She has, as if tape-recorded, all the information about our past and about our inspirations, also our aspirations. She is the individual mother of everyone. She loves her child and is anxious to give the second birth to her child. She understands us. She rises when she confronts the divine reality and pierces through the fontanelle bone area which was regarded as a very difficult task once upon a time. For this you don't have to stand on your head, you don't have to starve, you don't have to fast, you don't have to chant. Nothing is needed but a humble heart which is surrendered. To achieve this happening is a blessing of the divine. You were cut off from the idea of divinity thanks to the great intellectual work put in by so many stalwarts of literature, philosophy, politics and economics. Despite all these efforts, there are people who have realized that it has not brought peace, harmony or benevolence to them. Also, on a human level, it is impossible to think that there could be peace in this world because of aggressive or oppressed people. To many, there is no hope in the future. The only way is to take to Saj Yoga if one really wants to save the world. The Spirit, which is the reflection of God Almighty, is the source of absolute truth and joy. But this Spirit does not shine in our awareness when it is in the human state. Only after self-realization does our awareness get enlightened by the Spirit. Thus to find the pure love, peace and joy of absolute truth, one has to become the Spirit. This is the first thing we have to understand and accept, because we are not this body, this mind, this intellect, these emotions, these conditionings or this ego. We say, my body, my mind, etc. But who is this me, which we refer to when we say my? We see all these beautiful flowers and trees and fruits, and all kinds of living work happening, all kinds of seasons changing, and we do not even think, who does all these things? There is the all-pervading divine power of love, also called Ritambara, which does all these miraculous things which we take for granted. If you ask a doctor who runs our heart, he would say, it is the autonomic nervous system. But this autonomic nervous system has got the auto behind it. And who is this auto who runs it? They will not be able to answer. They are honest not to answer, but there is an answer to it. It is the soul which controls all such vital things in our being. When the Kundalini rises, as I said, she pierces through the fontanelle bone area and connects us to this all-pervading power of divine love, which is doing all the living work for which we need not pay. We are not obliged, and in no way do we even think about it. 
Thus this vital power starts flowing within our being, and all our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual problems are solved as our genes are put in order. There are seven centers which are the subtle energy centers on the central path of our ascent, Sushumna, but there are subsidiary centers also. These subtle centers were created within us through our evolutionary process. The centers on the left-hand side give us our emotional nourishment, and on the right-hand side, our physical and mental nourishment. When this power known as Kundalini rises and passes through six centers, it nourishes these centers, which are meant for our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual requirements. The centers reflect their new state on the genes. These centers are enlightened, thus we get our physical side corrected, mental side corrected, emotional side corrected, and also our spiritual side corrected. Once it pierces through the last center, which is the fontanelle bone area, which was a soft bone in our childhood, it becomes one with the all-pervading power of divine love. A cool breeze of the Holy Ghost, like very beautiful vibrations, starts flowing through your fingertips. You can also feel the cool breeze coming out of your fontanelle bone area. This is the first experience of self-realization. The second experience is that when this Kundalini rises, she creates a state of thoughtless awareness, nirvichara samadhi. Human beings are always thinking about the future or about the past. If one tells them that you have to live in the present, it is not possible. One thought rises like a wave, and then another thought rises. These thoughts rise and fall, but they have only come from the past and the future. When the Kundalini rises, these thoughts elongate. There is a space, very small, between the thoughts, vilamba, which spreads out, and a state of complete silence is created. Then we are in the present, but without thoughts, without any worry, without any anger, and we stand in the present, which is the reality. Actually, the reality is in the present, because the past is no more, and the future does not exist. When we are in this state of the present, we become absolutely calm and peaceful. This is how we achieve inner peace. This peace can be achieved collectively when thousands of people get the awakening of their kundalini. For example, when we are standing in the water, we are afraid of the rising waves, but if we can get into a boat, we can watch the rising of these waves and we become a witness of those waves which are no longer frightening. On the contrary, we can now enjoy them. In the same way it happens that when we rise to the state of the present, we see all the problems that are surrounding us, and we watch them. We become the witness, and we are once and for all out of those problems. We also know the solutions, and we solve them. At that stage, we are not bothered about the future or about the past, but we are enjoying the blessings of the present, which is the reality, and we are thoughtlessly aware. We are very aware, but thoughtless. Nirvichara Samadhi Whatever we see is imprinted on our memory like a photograph. This inner silence opens our heart. All the ego and conditioning start dissolving 
in the ocean of rippleless silence. For example, if I own a beautiful carpet, it is a problem to preserve it. It is worse if it belongs to someone else. I would look after it and worry about it. But if I could become thoughtlessly aware, then I look at it without any worry. Thus the joy of the artist who has put in the creation of the carpet starts pouring into my being from the fontanelle bone area. Very soothing, relaxing waves of joy enthrall me. All the thoughts that come to us at this stage are divine thoughts like inspirations. If we want to think, we can think. If we don't want to think, we need not think. This is the state which we call in the Sanskrit language the fourth dimension awareness, Turiya. This Turiya state sometimes starts establishing itself after awakening for hardly a few seconds. Then it goes on increasing, and a person can achieve complete peace within his own mind. First we try to enter a boat from the ocean. In case we get into the boat and we know how to swim, we can jump back into the waves and save many others who are frightened of getting drowned. This is the second state, in which we achieve a state which is called doubtless awareness, where there is no doubt about oneself. One is fully self-confident and can awaken the kundalini of others, can cure others, and can stand on one's own position of turiya without getting disturbed by the surroundings. This state is called doubtless awareness, nirvikalpa samadhi, where one has no doubts about oneself or about the divinity that is working through the being. Moreover, the all-pervading divine force is at work. Once we are connected with that force, it protects us. This divine power is the ocean of knowledge, is the ocean of miracles, the ocean of bliss, and the ocean of love. It is the ocean of compassion, but above all, it is the ocean of forgiveness. So to achieve proper ascent, one should forgive everyone without thinking about that person. That is, you have to say in your heart, I forgive everyone, at least three times. When you say that, you should not think about those people whom you have to forgive, because thinking about them itself will give you a headache. So the best thing is in general to say, I forgive everyone at least three times every day, because whether you forgive or you don't forgive, you don't do anything. But if you don't forgive, then you play into wrong hands. As it is, you've been playing into the hands of wrong people and torturing yourself while they are enjoying themselves. So now it is high time that you get out of this burden. For that, you have to say, I forgive everyone. The second thing is you have to also understand that if you have been seeking the truth, you cannot be guilty of anything. Because of the desire of seeking, all your guilt has finished, so there is no need to feel guilty or to confess anything to anyone. Once you are seeking reality, you have already got rid of all the guilt that has built up in your mind. Most of the guilt is artificial. There is no need to have any guilt in your mind, but people carry it on as some sort of a fashion. The guilt is of the past, and as the past doesn't exist, 
one should not bother about it. Whatever mistakes you have committed, you should have faced them when they were executed, but now it is of no use bothering about this guilt, which was of the past. Thus, please say to yourself, I forgive myself. You have to say, I forgive myself, because this divine power of love is the ocean of forgiveness. So you have to forgive yourself fully and not waste your time any more about feeling guilty. If you do not forgive yourself, then the centre on the left for Shuddhi gets caught up, and such a jeopardy of this centre takes place that it gets completely closed and the Kundalini cannot rise. There are people who feel very guilty even about their forefathers who have committed a lot of wrong towards others. Secondly, the Agnya Chakra on the optic chasma gets into a mess if you do not forgive yourself or others. This centre is very constricted. If you don't forgive yourself or others, then this centre cannot be opened, and it is very essential that this centre should somehow open for the Kundalini to pierce through. Once you forgive everyone without thinking about them, you feel very much lighter. But when the Kundalini rises through the Agnya Chakra, she will make you thoughtlessly aware. So please forgive yourself and everyone without thinking about them three times a day, every morning and every evening before sleeping. It is like a prayer. When you stand in your present, you are surprised how peaceful you become. There is no disturbance or turmoil in the back of your mind and you enjoy that peaceful state as a great blessing of joyful existence. For establishing this peace within oneself, one has to try every day to become thoughtlessly aware. Those things which are created by nature or by human beings and which are beautiful will automatically make you thoughtlessly aware. You will watch everything without any thoughts entering into you, but the joy of that creation, which acts like an abstract energy filling into your being, will make you feel extremely joyous, subjectively and not as a result of any objective or deliberate reaction from the mind. The world needs people who have been bestowed with this peaceful, blissful joy in their hearts, who later on make others the same way, and form a planned or organized society, or a group, or a new race which enjoys this peaceful state of being. In this peaceful state, we are not running away from the society, we are not denouncing anybody, but we are now like a baked pot which cannot absorb any marks on it anymore because it is fully baked. So we become very mature people of awareness who cannot be dented, who cannot be spoiled, who cannot be tarnished by any other negative force. Thus the establishment of global peace can only come through people who have achieved this state in modern times, which is very special, and I call it a blossom time. In the Bible, it is described as the last judgment. Also in the Quran, it is called as Kiyama, the resurrection time. Otherwise, it is artificial to believe that human beings forming a group or an organization can create this global peace. The time has come 
for many people to get their self-realization, and I am sure the day will come when these people, newly born in the realm of divine love, will spread peace and also create global peace. With the light of the Spirit, the human beings get rid of all artificial and false things which haunt the human mind. Firstly, fear disappears from the mind of the seekers. For example, when we go through very bad traffic, we are worried about it. But if we are sitting on top of a mountain watching the traffic, we would not be disturbed by it. In the same way, we watch the turmoil and strife which is in our mind, and we do not get distracted at all. Thus, the fear that we have of death, of any other thing, just disappears, and we live an eternal life in the present. We enjoy every moment of our life and try to give this joy to everyone. It is very important to note that the first centre, Muladhara, meaning the support of the root, lies below the Kundalini. This chakra acts on the pelvic plexus, which has the function of excretion. One of the functions is sex. As this chakra is below the Kundalini, it does not play any part in the ascent. On the contrary, this chakra stops all its activity at the time when the Kundalini rises to give the union, yoga, with the divine power, and we become innocent, like children. As the Kundalini rises into the third part, next to the Nabi chakra, we become absolutely righteous. This area, which we call as the ocean of illusion, is enlightened by ten principles of mastery. The great masters have created these ten centers of commandments, which are enlightened, and we become holy. There is no need to be strict in one's behavior. We automatically become really spiritual. Like an egg becomes a bird, we are born twice. In Sanskrit, a yogi, the one who knows Brahma, meaning the all-pervading power, is called Dvija, and a bird is also called Dvija, meaning twice-born. There were Abraham and Moses and all the ten primordial masters who have been born again and again on this earth. Zoroaster has been born five times, and also so many of these were born in different places, in different countries, to guide the people to take to religious life, to establish the necessary balance for the ascent. But just by talking about religious life, it does not work out. By reading scriptures, we get lost in the web of words, Shabdajalam. We innately feel the existence of universal pure religion within ourselves after awakening, when the Kundalini rises into this part called the Ocean of Illusion, Bhavasagara. When this center is fully enlightened and established in spirituality, we become automatically righteous. We respect our value system. We become moral. We become honest, non-violent, and we become innately compassionate. All these qualities start becoming so evident within ourselves that we change and get transformed into a new being who is extremely righteous and who is like a saint. For such a person, there is no need to talk about the do's and don'ts. When the centre of Swadishtan, which is the second centre, is enlightened, 
then our creativity increases tremendously. We have had many artists, musicians, painters, builders, architects, and all kinds of creative people who have suddenly become world famous and have achieved a very high level of creativity. The Swadishtan Center, on the left-hand side, gives us the knowledge about the divine laws, how they act, and how we have to harness these powers within us, and how we should use them for the benevolence of oneself and the benevolence of others. The Swadishtan Chakra comes out of the Nabi Chakra, which is in the center of your navel. The Swadishtan Chakra moves like a lotus in this ocean on all sides, and when it comes towards the left side, it nourishes the left side by destroying the negative forces of the left side. These are created by the wrong practices in spirituality. This is the center which is for pure divine knowledge, Shuddha Vidya. The divine laws, their working and their use, are all human problems which are manifested in one's own central nervous system, and automatically one becomes capable of solving these problems for oneself or for others. But when it moves to the right side, it gets directly connected to the Pingala Nadi, by which it transforms the human intelligence into a very wise, balanced awareness. Many children who are not doing very well in class were also sent out of school by teachers, but after getting realization, they became very good students and started standing first in their class. Many students got scholarships as well. Most of the boys who come to Saj Yoga obtain first class, and sometimes first class, first position. It sharpens the brain. It makes it intelligent, much more than normal, but it doesn't create a cunning aspect of intelligence or the arrogant ego. On the contrary, such students or people who have been helped with Saj Yoga become extremely humble, kind, and compassionate. One has to be cautious in life not to go to extremes, but a modern life is such that people go to extremes until they get some sort of reaction to that. You see so many people sitting in the sun after one o'clock, after lunch, sometimes for hours together, and at that time the sun affects their skin. They can get skin cancer, but they continue to sit like that until they get skin cancer. Every habit seems to be of the same nature. For example, the Grand Prix is one of the worst sports one could think of, where somebody actually has to die to please the audience, just like the Spanish bullfighting. Now the women of Spain have taken to bullfighting, so the futuristic people who are really indulging in such extreme behaviour on the right-hand side really become subject to many diseases like liver problems, severe constipation, asthma, massive heart attacks, paralysis, diabetes, blood cancer, kidney non-functioning, etc. All problems created by extreme behavior on the right-hand side or on the left-hand side can be corrected by bringing the play of the Kundalini, because when she rises, she pulls the attention towards the center. Thus a person becomes a very balanced personality and doesn't go to extremes into anything. Moreover, all the ego-oriented habits drop out. Also, habits which exist because of conditionings disappear. So a person becomes a free personality, 
and he sees himself in the past and laughs at himself. Another thing that happens to a person who gets his awakening is that he forgets all the artificial barriers of life, like racialism, nationalism, communism, capitalism, and all isms drop out, and he becomes a part of the universal religion and universal kingdom of divine love. The universal religion is innately enlightened and is the expression of the inner being which conquers all the doubts in our mind and makes a clear picture of what is wrong in our systems, our family, our country, our world, and why there is no peace. It understands the reasons, and it does not identify itself with any one of the conditionings of any isms, as one is not a slave. It is the light of the Spirit, which is the reflection of God Almighty in our heart, and is absolutely free and all-knowing. In this light, we understand that there is something wrong within us, within our families, within our societies, within our countries, and that is why we are suffering. For example, I met a lady in Switzerland whose child was a victim of cot death. She had become a fully-fledged drunkard because of her grief. I asked her how her child died, and after great deliberation she told me, The baby was two months old and was sleeping in the next room in the night while we both, my husband and I, slept in the other room. One early morning I suddenly discovered that the baby was lying dead in her cot. This really shocked me. I fainted with grief. That was the first time I learned that in the West the parents sleep away from small babies. Their children sleep in other rooms even when they are hardly a year old. If the child is crying out of hunger or thirst or out of some discomfort or gets suffocated, both parents are away in the other room without any clothes because sex life is most important. She told me, we sleep without clothes so we keep the children out of the room. Firstly, I could not understand why in the biting cold of Switzerland Couples sleep without any clothes. For a baby of two months, what does it matter if the mad parents do not wear any clothes? She told me, this is our culture. This sex-oriented culture has taken the lives of so many small children who may not know about these cultured parents before they are born. Why were they born in countries where parents do not want children? The way the men and women think, talk, and indulge in sex is really sickening. They get exhausted and become impotent. With their sex life, they are like eunuchs in India who only talk about sex. After self-realization, parents change. They are very attentive and loving towards their children. The sex, money and power-oriented culture becomes spirit-oriented. Very beautiful, loving, sharing and compassionate, forgiving and joyous family lifestyles emerge because, in the light of the spirit, they see the darkness of this ugly culture. They take to a very sensible, balanced, and moral sex life. Most of the children born to them are born realized and are very intelligent, obedient, very loving and wise. 
On the central path is placed behind the sternum bone in the spinal cord the fourth center, which is called the heart center or anahata. It has two other subsidiary centers, one on the left, one on the right. The central center of the heart is called anahata because the sound in the heart of lub-dub is created without any percussion. This center is very important because until the age of 12 years, this center creates in the sternum bone the antibodies, which are then circulated throughout the whole body, and they are under the remote control of the sternum. Whenever one feels frightened or under attack, this sternum bone starts pulsating and giving messages to the antibodies, which are called ganas in Sanskrit. These antibodies fight the disease or the attacker. The center heart in the central position is the one for our immune system. When we commit sins against the primordial mother, that is, indulging in wrong type of perverted sex habits, alcohol, drugs, internal stress from anxiety and fear of oppression, then the center goes into jeopardy, making our immune system weak, thereby losing its power to help fight the diseases of the person. On the left-hand side, the center of heart looks after the heart itself. This is the center where God Almighty is reflected as the Spirit, which actually, later on after realization, enlightens the attention. This center is caught up when people exert too much physically and mentally, and also drink heavily. Thus this heart goes down into a kind of a position where anything can trigger the heart attack. Especially in young age, if people play too much tennis or any such games, they become the victims of massive fatal heart attacks. This is connected with the problems of the liver, of the second center, which we call Swadishtan. The futuristic people have dry natures or hot-tempered aggressive natures. They become prone to a heart attack, which is massive even later in life. This type of person who is vulgar, crooked, cunning and of vile nature are always in danger of massive heart attacks. The left heart is connected to our worldly mother. The right heart is connected with the relationship we have with our worldly father. The centre gets into trouble if the father has died early, has left the son or daughter in childhood, or ill-treats the son or daughter early in life. In addition, if the son and daughter disrespect the father, and are those who commit sins against the father, God Almighty, by thieving, cheating, deceiving, telling lies, violence, killing, etc., all such activities put the right heart in great trouble. Above the heart center is the center which we call Vishuddhi, in the spinal cord above the depression between the two cervical bones. The Vishuddhi center stands collectively for communication. When this center is too active on the right side, the person becomes extremely arrogant and aggressive in his speech and behavior. Such a person can become a good orator, but is completely dry in his address. Such a person who is suffering from overactivity of the right side Vishuddhi chakra may use very harsh words, raise his voice like a roaring lion, and dominate people with his hard language. There are many other physical symptoms which start with a hoarse voice, leading up to no sound in the voice. 
The left side of this Vishuddhi chakra goes into jeopardy when people feel guilty. Such a person becomes very shy, timid and sly. The centre of this Vishuddhi chakra is the one which, when one is in trouble, lacks communication, and the person cannot enjoy collectivity and cannot sing. Too much indulgence in feeling guilty can cause angina of the heart. If that is not caused, cervical cancer may develop. If this centre is out of order, and there are some other centres combined with it, then a very complicated medical case is created beyond the realm of doctors. There is another Shutta Vishuddhi between the eyebrows called the Hamsa Chakra. This chakra is for the power of discrimination. When enlightened, this gives divine discretion. When overloaded with decision-making without discretion, one can develop sinus or a shooting headache on one side. When this centre is caught up, one should understand that one should not eat things that can spoil the throat, like sour things, or things which are very sharp on the tongue. The centre of Agnya is a centre at the crossing point of the optic chasma in the brain. This centre has got two petals. One governs the pineal body and the other the pituitary. The pineal stores all the conditionings as superego while the pituitary creates ego. The two balloons of ego and superego are placed in the opposite direction by this crossing of the optic chasma, where the agya chakra is placed. Thus the right-handed person has his ego balloon on the left side of the brain, while the left-handed person has his conditionings and superego balloon on the right side. If a person is paralysed on the right side, then we should know that the left side of the brain is affected. I'm not sure if this is accepted by medical science. When we think too much, we get into problems with this centre on the right side, where the ego goes on bloating into bigger and bigger balloons on the right side of the brain and covers our complete discretion. The conditioning that we have from childhood goes on mounting on the left side and creates problems. But if one has visited the wrong type of religious people and fake gurus or cults who try to mesmerize people, one can become fanatical. These conditionings have no truth in them, but as we are groomed into them, we just accept them. As we grow, these conditionings also grow, and sometimes they render very bad effects on our psyche. Now the last center is the limbic area. It is topped by the fontanelle bone area, which is the area for our last breakthrough, Brahmarandra. This centre of Sahasrara is most important with one thousand petals, meaning that there are one thousand nerves. When enlightened, they look like one thousand flames of different colours burning very silently and quietly. There is a big controversy about the number of these petals, this makes the understanding of Saj Yoga impossible for many doctors who are argumentative because of their limited knowledge. In the Bible, it is said that I will appear before you like tongues of flame. Of course, it has been described in many books in Indian scriptures as well. When Kundalini crosses over the seventh center, she pierces through the fontanelle bone area, which again becomes a little softer as it was in childhood 
and this kundalini joins or becomes one and unites with the all-pervading power of divine love. As a result, we start feeling the cool breeze of the Holy Ghost in our fingertips, later on our hands, and also out of our fontanelle bone area. This is the first time we feel the all-pervading power of divine love. People move from one side to another side like a swing, or we can say like a pendulum, but they cannot stay in the centre. That is only possible when the Kundalini establishes itself completely in connection with the all-pervading power of divine love. As a result of this extreme movement on both sides, we create problems for ourselves and for our society. On our fingertips, we can feel our own centres and the centres of others. If we know how to cure our own centres through our self-knowledge, we can also cure the centres of others. Automatically, our human awareness achieves collective consciousness, by which we know about the chakras of others. Now we speak the language of chakras and understand others and their problems by the chakras. The extreme right side is for our extreme futuristic personality or for the collective supraconscious, and the extreme left side is for our collective subconscious. In the present, when we ascend, through the piercing of the Kundalini into all-pervading divine love, we achieve the realm of super-consciousness. If you'd like to discover more about Meta Modern Era or Saja Yoga, free online and in-person meditation classes can be found at meditationpodcasts.com forward slash MME. With all our love, the Saj Yogis of the world.